Sometimes you just need a little encouragement. Am I right? Look, I get it. Life is messy and there are so many things that can keep us feeling stuck or overwhelmed in our everyday life. I want you to know that you're not doing this alone. So, welcome to Chasing Wonderment. This is a podcast designed to help you get unstuck, learn how to shift your mindset, and get some encouragement from your internet bestie. That's me. Okay, you ready? Let's start Chasing Wonderment. Now, if you didn't listen to part one of this this episode, which is about how I'm chasing my goals this year and like actually what I'm planning on do to help myself implement the things that I want to accomplish, um, go back and listen to it. I will make sure to link it in the show notes below. Um, and I just wanted to do a quick recap. So the month of January, I thought it would be helpful for you guys to have an inside look at kind of how goal setting and chasing wonderment, how it looks in my life and what it looks like in my life. So we've talked about what my actual goals are. um, And then now I'm talking about specifically how I'm going to put them into my life and make it a reality. Um, So in last episode, just to kind of give you a quick recap, I talked about setting the intention for what you want to accomplish and for your life. We talked about realistic pessimism, which is a really interesting mindset shift to help you kind of ease out of that cycle of highs and lows that we often get when we're going after something. And then we talked about preparation. So like physically preparing and writing lists, how you can work on your mindset and keep yourself a little bit more focused as you chase your goals. I guess I should say as I chase my goals because this is about how I implement all of this jazzy stuff that I teach in my life. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to continue on with a few other ways that I am implementing um, goal setting in my life on a daily basis. I wanted to separate these into two different um, episodes, mainly because the first one was getting a little long. Like it was right about 30 minutes. I don't want to take up too much of your time when you listen. So I thought, you know what, let's just separate it. And also, um, today's kind of, there was there was a shift in um, like some tools that might help. And I just thought it would be helpful to kind of have this in a separate episode. Okay, so here we go. How I'm Chasing My Goals. Part two. (laughs) All right, number four. We are carrying on with our numbers. Number four is all about accountability. Now, there are several different kinds of accountability. Often what we think of is having like an accountability partner and a group or something like that. And those things can help. I'm not saying that they can't. But first of all, I want to ask you, can you hold yourself accountable by yourself? Like, can you be accountable to yourself? Now, this is nuanced and very hard sometimes, but I want to start by kind of telling you this uh, maybe story. I don't know. I guess I'll call it a story. So imagine that you have a friend and this friend is like a total flake. If she says that she's going to be somewhere, you inwardly roll your eyes because you know that she's going to either tap out like 20 minutes before and be like, yeah, I can't come because I forgot or whatever. Um, Or she's going to be there like at least half an hour to an hour late. Like she's never follows through with what she says she's going to do. 
So if you have a friend like that, it's really hard to trust them, right? Like even if you love her to pieces, you can't trust her. Now, when you tell yourself that you're going to do something and you don't follow through, can you trust yourself? Yeah, ouch. <laughs> I When I first thought of it in that way, my brain literally exploded because I can't tell you how many times I've said, I'm going to do this. And then the day went through and life happened and Netflix was more fun. And I ended up my day not feeling discouraged because I didn't do what I wanted to do. But underneath of that, when you, when you break your promises to yourself, you're literally teaching yourself that you can't trust your own word. Now, this does two things. First of all, it makes you real darn careful about the things you promise to yourself. Because when you decide that you are going to become someone who can trust herself or himself, if there's like a random guy listening, if, you're, if you are someone that, that suddenly is like, I am going to be a trustworthy person, not just to other people, but also to myself, you get real careful about what you promise to yourself, like real fast. If you say you're going to work out, then you have to work out because your brain is constantly looking for proof to prove what you believe to be true or not. So your brain is always looking for evidence. If you tell yourself that you are a hot mess and you're a failure, then your brain is like, oh yeah, look at the laundry pile. It's been there for five days or five weeks. Look at the dish pile. Look at how messy your house is. Of course you're a hot mess. It's got proof that you are a hot mess. It can prove it. So what you have to do when you decide that you will be true and trustworthy to yourself is that you have to get really, really careful about what you promise yourself. If you promise yourself that you are going to work out, then you better work out that day. Even if you do 10 minutes on your yoga mat before bed, you have to follow through with your word. Because if you can't follow through with your word to yourself, then your brain doesn't trust you. And it knows not to because you've got a proven record that tells you, tells it, you're not trustworthy because you don't follow through. This is why it's really hard to chase after our goals with consistency because if you're telling yourself you're going to do all these things, it's it's why it's so hard to do New Year's resolutions because we're like, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to get healthy and this is my year. And then when the rubber meets the road and you've made all these promises to yourself but you break them, ooh, man, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts to say out loud. Like, guys, this is this is about my promises to myself. I need this. I need to remember to be trustworthy to myself because it is so important that we follow through with our word to ourselves just as much as if we follow through our word to other people. So can you have your own back? Can you have accountability with yourself? So the one thing that I said is that it makes you really, really careful to, to make promises and it also will start to simplify like the yeses and nos that you give yourself. It will simplify your goals because if you know that you, you don't have time that day, then you don't even need to consider making space for that thing that you really wanted to do because it's not an option in that day because if you can't do it and not follow and follow through, if you can't say you're going to do it 
and also follow through, then you don't need to contemplate it for that day. Does that make sense? Okay. The next thing that I want to talk about, and this kind of ties in with trusting yourself as well as um, having accountability outside of yourself, um, and that is The Four Tendencies. Now, this is a book written by Gretchen Rubin, and I will admit I have not read it. So there's that. Um, but I have heard her speak on multiple podcasts, and I've gotten the gist of it, and the gist that I've gotten has been insanely helpful. So I want to share it with you. I actually did this on my Instagram stories and it cracked me up because I don't, there's one type that I don't remember, one tendency, and I call them the unicorn. Like that's what I call them. So basically these tendencies are the way that you accomplish things. And um, the one unicorn tendency is that you are great at accomplishing tasks or achieving goals with outside directive and with internal directive. So if you tell yourself, I want to do this, a unicorn is like, okay, I want to do this. It makes sense. You know, I know why I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And they actually accomplish it. Like they are great at achieving stuff that they tell themselves they want to do. They have trust with themselves. They have a lot of inner trust with themselves. They also are great at outside um, accomplishments. So if someone tells them, hey, I need you to do this, they're like, okay, got it. They accomplish it. They get it done. Um, that I, I call them the unicorns because they are great at accomplishing things, whether it is from internal motivation or external mo motivation. Now, the next one is called the questioner. The questioner is great with both internal and external, but they need to know why. So they are much more likely to do something for themselves if they want themselves to do it because they know why. Like it's easy for them. If someone externally asks them to do something, they're going to ask why. They're going to want to know why it matters, why it's important, why you need it right now. They're going to ask 8 million questions before they actually do the thing. So the next one is called the obliger. The obliger is externally motivated. So obligers are people that when someone asks them to do something, they will go head over heels, they will do whatever it takes to accomplish it, but if they want themselves to do something, they will struggle, like struggle to accomplish it. This is really helpful to know because if you are a questioner, you can Make sure that you know the why that you want to do something and you will be much more likely to get it done. If you are an obliger, you can set up outside external motivations for yourself so that you actually accomplish it. Now here comes the fun one. It's called the rebel. You may have guessed I am one. <laughs> the rebel does not like motivation or, or a request from internal or external sources. They will rebel against it. I am actually an obliger rebel. So what happens with a rebel is if they say, I want to do something, and they like put it on their to-do list, it automatically kind of makes them not want to do it just out of sheer stubbornness. We're a fun breed. <laughs> and also, if someone externally asks them to do something, then they also don't want to do that either because don't make me do whatever it is you want me to do. Um, I am an obliger rebel. So my first tendency is to say yes and do the things that people want me to do. Now, I will wait until the last minute to accomplish said things because 
I'm a little bit of a rebel and I will just put it off as long as I can. Um, so I will wait to accomplish those things, but most of the time they will get done on the deadline, by the deadline. But I'm also a rebel and I have found that too many external motivations will make me rebel even more. So I have to walk that very fine line of asking for external motivation to help that kind of obliger side of me, but also making sure that I don't overuse it and and make myself kind of have this point where I'm like, nope, like I'm like a goat and my feet are dug in the dirt and you cannot make me go any further. So those things can be insanely helpful to know. And, and here's why. Once you understand which one of these you are, it becomes so much easier to kind of hack your personality and hack what you what motivates you best and use that to chase down your goals. So I have someone on Instagram, um, the Enneagram mom. I'm calling you out, girl. I don't think she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> but Tess is a obliger. And so this is like the funniest thing. Every time she does it, it just cracks me up and I love it. She will post on her Instagram stories, I have to get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. And if I don't, I owe one of you $10. And she has actually Venmoed or PayPal'd like random followers 10 bucks because she woke up late. But setting that external motivation, she's putting... She's, she's putting it out there in the world and she knows that someone else is now expecting her to either wake up at seven or send them seven or $10. That gets her out of bed on time because she is an obliger. She is much more motivated when other people have expectations on her. So she uses that to her advantage. If I, since I am a rebel, I need to work very hard to find ways that make doing my things that I need to and want to do, I need to find ways that make them more enjoyable for me, that make me want to do them. So often it is a lot of, it's been a lot of mindset work for me, to be honest. There has been so much mindset work that I've had to do. I've had to learn that really hard truth of, of learning how to trust myself and teaching myself that when I say something, I will follow through. That is so insanely hard. <laughs> we interrupt this podcast to tell you that we're hungry. <laughs> My kids. Um, anyway, so as a rebel, I've had to learn that I need to build trust with myself. I need to be a woman who follows through my word to others and to myself. And let me tell you, that has been so hard. I really still struggle with it. And I'm learning. And I've learned a lot. But there's, I mean, I love that life is, we never stop learning, right? Like, that is such a gift in this world. Um, So it's been really, really helpful for me to know this. There is a sweet spot for me of external expectations and um, internal kind of um, learning how to step into the role of someone who presses in when she doesn't want to. That's really difficult for me. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm not on here telling you I'm perfect. I'm on here telling you, hey, I've made a lot of mistakes and this is what I'm working on now and this is what's helped me. So I hope this has been really encouraging. Um, This can help you knowing that you need accountability to yourself. You need to be a woman of trust that can trust in yourself, trustworthiness. That's the word. You need to be a woman of trustworthiness, not only to others, but also to yourself. 
this can go such a long way in chasing your dreams and goals, in chasing wonderment. Like if you really want to change your life, are you willing to do whatever it takes to get there? And if not, that's okay. You're just not ready yet. But if you're ready, then accountability to yourself and to other people is such a huge piece of this. Now, one really interesting statistic, um, most people that set goals um, typically kind of just fall off the wayside. I think by like the end of January or middle of February is the statistic. I don't know. That's not the statistic I was going to share with you. Um, only 8% of people that set goals actually achieve them. But you can change that percentage by writing them down. That's number one, which we talked about in last the last episode, which was the preparation part and writing lists and and goal setting. And if you're not sure about goal setting, I coach it. Um, so we we talk about that. But if you write it down, you can increase your chances of achieving your goal by like 45%, 42%. By 42% just by writing it down on paper. If you write it down on paper and tell someone else, <clears throat> accountability, <clears throat> then you increase your chances to 65%. That's massive. And that leads me to the next point. If you write down your goals and you tell someone else about them and you check in with them regularly, you can increase your chances. Now, these, these are like statistics that some, I don't know, college or something has done statistics on, done studies on, but you can increase your chances to 95%. This is where the rubber meets the road, guys. And this is why I am insanely passionate about reviews. I do an end of month review for myself and with clients at the end of every single month. Um, this is so insanely important. So reviews, what are they? What do they look like? Um, I do them in my bullet journal because, hello, that is my life and I have to have it all in one spot or I will lose my mind. Um, so at the end of every single month, I ask myself a few questions. And these can be insanely helpful because they help you look at the bigger picture because often we get caught up in like the daily stuff and we miss things that we really wanted to do. We get discouraged because again, our brain only looks at our failures and our mistakes and remembers those better. Um, so we get really discouraged and feel like we didn't accomplish everything. So this can really help you let go of your past fails from like the last month because we fail all the time every day, right? So it can help you see them and then just like, okay, I'm going to let those go. Like it's time to move on from those. It can help you see the gaps. Like it can be so insanely helpful when you know where you are and you know where you want to go. Doing a review can help you do like a small look back for the past 30 days and just look at what happened and think, okay, I see where I was. I see where I am now and I know where I'm going. Where's that gap? What's that gap look like and how can I close it just a little bit? The next thing that it can help you do is adjust course. Again, you see the gap and sometimes you need to adjust. You need to adjust what you're doing. You need to shift your schedule. You want to be more intentional in a certain area of your life that you noticed last month got really out of harmony. Then you can see that and you can make these little adjustments every single month. Every month it is so, I can't, I'm like preaching it. I cannot tell you how much this process has changed my life. Like reviewing is amazing. 
The next thing that reviewing can help you do is help you set an intention for the next month. Like you can get really intentional. So some months when I go into a new season, I'm like, okay, this month I want to, I want to feel energetic. I, I set the intention with like feelings. Um, again, we start with feelings all the time. Like that's, that's where I start with. So it helps you reset your intention while not going through like this massive goal setting process. Um, so you set the intention by deciding what you want to feel. So like I got, that's a bunny trail guys. I'm sorry. But, um, some months I walk into the new month and I'm like, I want to feel excitement. I want to feel joy. I want to feel energy. And that is the vibe that I choose to bring with me through the next month. And then sometimes at the end of that month, I'm like, okay, there was a lot of energy this month. This month I'm really feeling the need for peace. And peace and quiet and rest fills um, and shifts the way that I create my schedule, my calendar, the way that I work, the way that I mother. Those things can go such a long way in helping you be more intuitive about what you're needing in this season in the next month. And also just help you stay on track with the lifestyle that you're aiming for, with the goals and the things that you want to accomplish while not going like so crazy that you're not stepping back to look at everything and make sure you're heading in the right direction. The last thing that it can do, that a review can do, is help you get in the nitty gritty. Um, every single month I rate myself. I can't believe I started doing this. It is very brutal, but I rate myself on the five most important areas of my life. Every single month I do this, and I do this with my coaching clients as well, because what ends up happening is we get busy, we get distracted, we get really excited about one thing or really focused on one thing, and sometimes we let go of the other things that matter the most. So I do this as a practice to keep myself grounded in what matters the most to me, and so this is one of those things that's very nitty gritty. It sounds kind of big picture but I will rate myself. How am I in my relationship with my husband? And based on that rating and what I'm seeing, what I've seen in the last month, I will set one little goal or intention in our relationship. So for multiple months, it's been no cell phone on date night. That's it. Like it's the simplest thing, but it's also the hardest thing for me because it's real easy to pick up your phone while you're sitting on the couch watching a movie together. So it has been, I, I do that with each of these areas and sometimes they shift, sometimes they stay the same for a really long time. It just really depends on what I am sensing that I need to shift and change. Um, but it really does go a long way in kind of those like little nitty gritty aspects of your life. And then also it helps with writing to-do lists and your goals and getting those next couple steps down on paper so that you know, okay, this month is the month that I need to accomplish X, Y, and Z so that I can make it to next month and not feel like I'm going to rip my hair out. Um, so that those are just a few of the things that reviews help. There is so much more. Um, these are, these are tools that I have used for years. They have helped me so much and I really hope they encourage you.
And if you would like to join me for a review, I am hosting another one at the end of this month. Um, what we do is it is 20 bucks a ticket. Just send me a DM on Instagram, Kate, or send me an email, Kate at Chasing Wonderment. I'm at Chasing Wonderment on Instagram. Tell me you're interested in doing a review with me. Um, we do a group review and we will pick a date at the end of the month that works for everyone. So we don't have like a hard and fast day because I really want to make sure if you're there that you get to participate. Um, it is often a Friday night, but that's not set in stone. So um, if you're interested, again, come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment or send me an email, kate at chasingwonderment.com. It's 20 bucks to experience. It is an hour of your time on Zoom. You get all the review questions and journaling prompts that I use. And we all basically have like a co-working session, co-writing session of um, journaling these questions and then chatting anything out that we feel like we need to talk about. So it's a really neat process. It's very low key. There's nothing fancy about it. That's, that's not how I roll. Um, but again, I hope that you'll join me for that. And with that, whew, that was a lot of talking. Thanks for listening. I hope this was encouraging. Um, I would love it if you would send me a DM or leave a comment on my latest Instagram post and tell me which one of these numbers you have identified with most, whether it's from the first episode or today's episode. Um, I would just love to know which one do you feel like you really um, need a little bit more of in your life. And remember, you can live on purpose. You can chase wonderment. Yes, even if life gets a little bit messy. Keep chasing wonderment, friends, and I'll see you next week. Hey there. If you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.